Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to the LinkedIn link link up with LinkedIn. I'm excited to learn what uh, these members of the LinkedIn uh, accessibility team have to say. I just uh, would like to say first that if you uh, we're going to have kind of an organic uh, presentation here. And so if you have questions, you can raise your hand and you can do that um, on the PC by pressing Alt-Y. Um, on the Mac, it's Options-Y. And on the if you're on the app, it's on the uh, left hand, uh, bottom left of the screen. And if you're on a phone, the raise hand is uh, star nine. So, uh, and they'll be letting you know uh, when to do that. And uh, so I'd like to turn it over at this point to LinkedIn, if they're ready to present. I saw that Jenison dropped off the call. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to, does one of the team want to, I know he wanted you guys to introduce yourselves. So, um, you, you'll need to unmute Donna, Jeff, Dan. So do LinkedIn, do we have a representative that wants to go first and introduce? Nicole, you can um, unmute. All right, I'll go first. Hi, everyone. I'm, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, okay, great. My name is Nicole Lee, and I am a user research manager for the careers team on LinkedIn. And I've been at the company for a little over five and a half years. Um, Dan just left the meeting. <laughs> Hi. Oh, there you go. Go ahead, Donna. Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Donna Driscoll, and I'm a senior principal user experience researcher at LinkedIn uh, with Nicole. Um, I've partnered with Jenison on a number of accessibility initiatives here at LinkedIn over the years. Um, we started out by hosting accessibility lab hours for teams at LinkedIn, where we provide education and the opportunity to experience firsthand different assistive and adaptive technology to today where we've made significant progress conducting research with people who are blind or visually impaired, specifically on our careers team led by Nicole, who you just uh, met on the call. Um, we'd love the opportunity to explore how we can partner with the American Council of the Blind to hear directly from this community, the ways in which you use LinkedIn and how we can improve the experience for you. So I'm super excited to be here with you today um, to listen and to learn. And I'm excited to see Jenison made it back in. <laughs> <laughs> I got hung up on. <laughs> I hope that's not. I hope that doesn't speak to what's going to happen. No, but this it's afternoon. great because you came in as a panelist, so this is this is even better. And Dan okay. is back too. So. Yep, yep. So we're we're all here. Yeah. Perfect. So, did uh, did Kevin arrive? By the way. No, not yet. Kevin Michaels? No. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. So I I heard Donna introduce herself. So why don't I go ahead and uh, and, and go ahead and introduce myself, and then have Dan. Um, so hey everyone, I'm Jenison Assumption and I head up uh, Accessibility Engineering Evangelism at LinkedIn. A lot of what I do is work with our engineers to make sure that they uh, have the training and the information that they need so that they can code 
um, our products to make them as accessible as possible to uh, to all of our members. I've been working at LinkedIn. Uh, it's going to be seven years in uh, in November, uh, always on accessibility. And I'm really, really happy to be here. Is uh, uh, Dan, did you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, hi, this is Dan. Um, I've been at LinkedIn for about four years. Uh, my main focus has been uh, feed. So I lead several engineering teams on feed, which is the homepage of LinkedIn, um, including uh, discoverability aspects of it, the following ecosystem, uh, the general uh, interaction with the feed and so on. Uh, for the purposes of this, though, I am also representing uh, engineering for the entire consumer organization. So I'm working, I've been working and, and helping out Jenison uh, from an accessibility standpoint, uh, interact with all of the engineering teams under the uh, consumer organization. So, Thanks a lot. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and I think what people do to, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Be here and, and, and learn, learn. No, that's, that's it. Okay, that's great. Thanks, Dan. Um, I think with people, the first thing I want to say, and let me just make sure, did everyone on the LinkedIn side get a chance to introduce themselves? Not quite yet. So this is Jeff Zundel. Um, so I'm, and then I think Kevin is also raising his hand. Uh, oh, perfect. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. Good afternoon. So, uh, yeah, sure. So um, my name is Jeff Zundel. I've been at LinkedIn for maybe a little over four years now, and I am on our user experience design team. And so that means I'm, I work on our, our product design, uh, working on, on the product. I worked on the same team as Dan for a little while. Um, and more recently, for the last year or so, I've been in a dedicated role focused on accessibility and, and kind of supplying a, a resource to all of our product designers at LinkedIn uh, as kind of the subject matter expert on accessibility, although that feels like a, a, a very lofty term to use <laughs> for, for my level of knowledge, to be honest. Well, that's great. Thank you, Jeff. And Kevin. Just one second. Sure. Uh, okay. And Kevin's coming right up. Sorry, guys. Perfect. No problem. Kevin, you can unmute. Hello. There you go. Ooh, cool. Sorry, I didn't. Um, this is a new uh, view of Zoom that I've never seen before. Um, hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, my name's Kevin. Uh, I am a software engineer, and I've been at LinkedIn for, gosh, over eight years now, which is kind of crazy how time flies. Um, I've been fortunate enough to uh, jump around in a lot of different products, but uh, currently I call LinkedIn Learning Home. I've been on the learning team for about four years, uh, building uh, great experiences and also uh, heading up the uh, accessibility initiative there as well. So that's covering our LinkedIn Learning uh, Learner apps on uh, web, iOS, and Android, our admin experience, and then a bunch of our more consumer-facing experiences. Uh, super happy to be here. That's great. Thank you so much, Kevin. And I'll do a last call if there's anyone else. I know, Nicole, you introduced yourself and Donna, you did in, in my absence. Uh, Kumaresh has not arrived. Okay. Not that I'm seeing. Okay. Well, look, what, what I'm hoping everyone gathers here is I, I, we have uh, five other folks who've joined me from LinkedIn uh, so far. And 
that's just like the tip of the iceberg in terms of uh, our level of interest in uh, accessibility and, and inclusion of, of folks with disabilities in using uh, what we've got, our, our products um, all across the map, our, our website, linkedin.com, our mobile apps, Android and iOS. This has been a journey. We've, we have been on this journey of accessibility uh, since I arrived back in two, 2013. And, and since then, LinkedIn has gone through, uh, like the look and feel of LinkedIn has changed quite a bit since I arrived. Um, but uh, throughout it all, uh, there has uh, there's definitely been uh, a commitment to making things as accessible as possible. Now, are we perfect? Absolutely not. Uh, one of our biggest challenges, uh, as many Silicon Valley companies uh, have, is that we are continuously iterating and improving. So gone are the days where, uh, you know, a website or a mobile app might update itself every six months uh, or every year. Uh, for LinkedIn, the parts of LinkedIn, little pieces of LinkedIn get updated uh, weekly, um, whether it's on our, uh, on our website or our mobile apps. Now, while that might be exciting for us because we're able to do a lot of interesting things and, and introduce new features, uh, at scale and then so quickly, we know uh, because we've heard the feedback from uh, from folks, particularly screen reader users, that it's not always as easy because you've memorized, you know, one way of getting to things and suddenly it's changed. Um, so we we are we are acutely aware of that um, and and are trying to do everything we can to make these changes, you know, keeping that in mind. However. The one thing I do want to mention up front is we always want to hear from our members. And the best way to get feedback to the teams that, um, that, that, that are in question, like if you have a question or, or some feedback for us on a particular interaction that you're, you're using uh, with your screen reader or your screen magnification software, is go to linkedin.com forward slash accessibility, and then activate the link for the disability answer desk. So as many of you know, we are part of Microsoft. We are, we are our own company, but we are part of Microsoft. So if you know Microsoft, they also have their own disability answer desk. So we've modeled ours similarly, and you can um, put a question there and um, someone will uh, respond to you and your feedback will be routed to the correct team. Um, that is really the best way to get a hold of us in terms of providing feedback. So, it, you know, like I said, if you leave here with anything, just remember feedback uh, best uh, at linkedin.com slash accessibility, and then activate the link for the disability answer desk. And um, we're happy to receive feedback that way. Um, I just wanted to man mention a couple of things, and then we really wanted to throw things open to the audience. Uh, a couple of my colleagues have specific questions that I've asked, you know, that they, they're at the ready as well. Um, but as I mentioned to, to the hosts who, who started this, we want to talk with you, not at you. Um, 
I, I've already mentioned to you that that we do recognize that the speed at which we that LinkedIn is continuously changing is something that we're aware of and such. But I, I want to also talk about like so, some of the big things that we've done that we're that we're fairly proud of. Um, for folks with low vision, we recently in the last uh, couple of years, a uh, year and a half, I believe, uh, introduced dynamic type to our iOS app, uh, both the LinkedIn iOS app and also LinkedIn Learning. And so for folks with low vision, um, you know, we knew that this was something that that, that um, people with low vision uh, wanted and were going to f uh, want to find useful. Uh, we heard it through social media. And so that was one thing that we rolled out, uh, um, like I said, in the last uh, 18 months, I would say. Uh, another thing that we've spent time on, so Dan mentioned that he works on the feed area, uh, people are posting pictures similar to other social media networks, which will remain unnamed here, but uh, um, people are putting up uh, photos. And so we've made it possible for those folks who are uploading photos to our feed and to some other places on LinkedIn as well uh, to uh, enter in alternative text descriptions uh, manually if they're uh, doing it on our website. But if they're doing it on our um, iPhone or our Android app, we are taking advantage of Microsoft technology to get artificial intelligence and to provide uh, a, um, a description. And we are shortly, uh, we haven't done it yet, I don't believe, but we will shortly be introducing the possibility for folks to edit those alternative text descriptions. Because we know artificial intelligence is great when it's great, but it's not so great when it's wrong. And for those of us who are blind, you know, just hearing that it's, you know, a person standing in front of a building isn't necessarily as helpful as, as, as knowing maybe a little bit more. So again, that's to come. Uh, another thing that's coming uh, in, the, in the next year uh, will be a, a, a dark mode uh, on, on, our, um, on our app. And we know that for people with uh, certain forms of low vision, that having access to a dark mode uh, is, is going to be helpful. So we've definitely heard that. So um, those are some of the stuff. We are obviously continuously uh, resolving accessibility issues. That is, that is a, something that we are always doing because like I said before, when we're fixing things uh, or when we're updating things so quickly, um, every once in a while, you know, um, we miss things. Or as we fix one thing, sometimes, somehow, um, something else breaks. So we are always, we always have our eye on, on, on the accessibility experience. Uh, and frankly, you know, we have, we have a lot of tooling and things in place, which, you know, uh, it's all engineering speak. But we've got a lot of that stuff in place, but hearing from our members, uh, knowing what the pain points are, are really uh, what, what helps us focus our attention on what's the greatest impact possible. Jenison, you already yes. have one raised hand. Would you like to okay, do it? Okay, let's do point? it. Yeah. Okay. Um, David, you can go ahead and... Um, and, and David, if you could help me by letting me know uh, if you're a current LinkedIn user and what uh, screen reader and browser you use or screen magnification software and browser you use. Sure. Hi, Jenison uh, and team. 
I'm David, and um, I've been a LinkedIn user for seven to eight years, um, both on the web with both JAWS and NVDA, using a variety of browsers, uh, Chrome, right. Firefox, and now Brave, um, as well as the iOS app with, of course, VoiceOver. So my comment, uh, at least for today, has to do with what I consider, honestly, to be a major pain point in the iOS app, in the home tab, in what I think you would refer to as the feed. Yep. Um, I think that what we really need in order to make navigation of this feed much more efficient, um, definitely on the web too, but, but most certainly for iOS is heading navigation. Because right now it takes several swipes to go from one um, person or one post to the next. And to be quite frank, it's very inefficient and uh, it, it's it's just not a pleasure to use. Um, I'm, I'm almost certain that I know you've received this feedback before. Is this a consideration that, that uh, something that might be considered uh, with LinkedIn? Absolutely. I mean, we take, so while we, while we, you know, we get lots of feedback and, and prioritize, you know, the, the stuff uh, as best we can. Um, I, yes, I've certainly heard headings as a, uh, as a major more, uh, David, more so honestly on the, on our, on our website than on our um, mobile app. You are, um, and I'm not saying you are the only person who may have submitted the feedback to LinkedIn, but you're the first person I've spoke, I've spoken to that's, uh, suggested or requested a heading, navig a heading navigation on the feed on the iOS app. It makes total sense um, because why wouldn't it, like if it's as necessary on our website to have headings to move around, why wouldn't it be so on our mobile iOS app? So I will absolutely take that away, and, and I know Dan is listening in. Um, we will definitely take take a take a, a look at that. But that's um, I had never I had never thought to to think of heading navigation on our iOS app. So this is great feedback. That's good. David. And, and if I may, I wonder if I could provide one more. Uh, sure. Quick, um, this is what this is for. Yeah. Yeah. But I also don't want to take up, you know, time if there are many <laughs> other raised hands. Um, but but another serious issue is when you are browsing the profile of a connection. So suppose I'm looking at your uh, profile. It says you have, you know, 500 connections and I want yeah. to browse your connections and send a bunch of them connection requests. So mm -hmm. I can do that. And let's say one of the connection requests, I'm just, you know, randomly mentioning names is Cindy. So it'll say, yeah. you know, well, a connection request is Cindy Hollis, membership, you know, coordinator, American Council yeah. of the Blind. And to the right of that, one swipe after it would say connect button, which is pretty yeah. explanatory. If on that screen you double tap, and, and again, I'm talking about the iOS version, yeah. it will, uh, it will invoke the button and send her a connection request. But unfortunately, right. what then happens is that focus is lost um, so that you are no longer positioned on the button that now says mm. connection request has submitted. Where it gotcha. is working properly is if you are um, on a list of suggested connection requests. So if it says, if you've just connected with Jenison and it says, oh, here are some of his connections you might like, or it's actually in the suggestions. It'll say people you might know from LinkedIn or people you might know yeah. from Philadelphia. 
yeah. that screen works properly. So if I huh. double tap the connect button, my focus remains on the connect button and I can then swipe right to the next uh, person, I, I think. Uh, but where it's a problem is in the connection requests of a profile uh, with whom you are connected. So that that's my final comment. We will we will absolutely take a look at that focus. Um, focus is something that is is obvious. And as a screen reader user, just so everyone's clear, I am also a screen reader user myself. So I absolutely appreciate the importance of leaving focus alone. Uh, because it's almost like you're in a room and you're thrown to another part of the room uh, after, say, you pick up a slice of pizza, as opposed to staying right by the table where you got the pizza. Uh, you're kind of disoriented and you're not sure where you are. Same with focus. Uh, if focus is lost or if it's thrown to a different part of the screen that you're not expecting it to be in, then you have to find where you originated from and start over again. So thank you, David. We will definitely take a look at that. Uh, nice to hear that it's working in some spots, but not everywhere, um, which is not the, which is a bad part. But we'll take a look to see um, how we can fix that. You do have a couple raised hands, and sure. I may have lowered your hand accidentally. So if you don't mind, if um, you had four or five at one point, so but we're going to go to uh, Abraham next. Abraham. So uh, Abraham, I'm going to uh, allow you to, to talk. And Abraham, again, and Abraham, again, if you could let us know if you are currently a LinkedIn member and what kind of assistive, adaptive technology you use as well. Hi, Genesis. This is Abraham. I do. Let me shut off this. Okay. Okay, I use Windows 10, browser of choice now is Chrome, and I've got the latest version of JAWS 2020. Okay. Uh, this is the first time I've accessed LinkedIn in over a year. The accessibility is a lot better now. Uh, oh, that's did, good to hear. Yeah, I did have multiple issues. I, was tr I searched for a particular name to connect with them. When I was tabbing through the screen, uh, the connect button never appeared. I had to hit insert F5, scroll down until I was able to locate the connect button. Other issue, huh. which, another issue which I've, which I've always had issues with was the notification and messages areas. Uh, it was challenging to locate. And then when I was scrolling through some of the messages, I had an option to discard, mark as read or mark as unread. I couldn't figure out how to hit any of those buttons because I was instructed to only use tab. And when I used the arrow keys, I'm not sure what actually happened to the message. Got you. Okay. Uh, I know, so in messaging, if you use the tab key, you should be, uh, you know, as you, as, you, as, you, as you pass, as you get to each message, you should be tabbing to uh, the unread button. It should be saying that to you um, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's tough for me to, uh, like I'm taking the note now because I were, you know, as people give feedback, we're going to be taking, looking back to take a look at that. Um, and did, I'm not sure. It, yeah. It did, read, it did read off those options. I just couldn't figure out how to select them. Oh, so to select it, um, you would select it the way you would, um, typically select a button, which is using your space bar. Okay, well, I'll give that a shot and see how that works. 
Yeah, so check it out and see see how it works. If you continue have a continue having a problem with that, Abraham, please uh, get back in touch with us through the Disability Answer Desk, and we'll see what we can do from there. Okay, we'll do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, bef before we take the the next question, if it's okay, yes. um, I wanted to stop to see if any of my LinkedIn colleagues had any comments or or they themselves would it throw you off. Um, and I'm sorry, I forget, I, I forget your first name, the person who's uh, helping me. Greg. Greg, Greg, would it throw things off if, if I asked uh, my colleagues if they had a question that they might want to ask? Is that okay? And then maybe we can have people put their hands back up? Um, yes. So I'll, Is, I'll lower all hands for the time okay, being. Great. And then okay. I will, um, yeah. Perfect. Um, so. Thank you. So maybe, um, maybe I could ask Dan, um, from your perspective, uh, looking over uh, LinkedIn.com, I was going to say consumer, but our, our friends would know it more as LinkedIn.com. Do you have a, a question just based on either what you've heard so far or, or what you came to this um, conversation, maybe a question there? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, and first of all, I just wanted to, to thank everybody for uh, pointing out certain things that, that we could do better and enhancements. Uh, Super excited, taking notes. Uh, we'll go back and, <laughs> and see how we can tackle some of these things. Um, so my, my question is for, for folks who are uh, LinkedIn members and using LinkedIn, um, what would an ideal LinkedIn session look like? So if let's say today you open up LinkedIn, um, you know, David was pointing out a couple of things about the feed, the homepage, that could be better. But just in general, if you if you open up LinkedIn, um, what would let's say you know a ten minute session look like uh, from a flow perspective, uh, ideally to you? Um, I'm I'm kind of trying to to understand what we can do better uh, for people to kind of achieve their goals um, when they come to LinkedIn. Um, this is Byron, and I can't raise my hand. Greg, Greg, do we have any takers to that question? Hey, uh, Greg, I can't raise my hand in what you're looking at because I'm on the panelist side. So I'm right, just going right. to abuse my power. And <laughs> okay. okay, wonderful. Wonderful. Go Byron for it. is our radio host. So, yes. So uh, yes. for me, I'm a low vision user and I'm using both the web version and the iOS version. Um, I don't use screen magnification. I tend to use the control plus feature in my browser to make everything bigger. Um, and LinkedIn does a pretty good job of not smashing anything together when I make it bigger, um, you know, or, or sliding off the edge of the screen or anything like that. But the iOS version definitely, um, it's very small. I have some contacts at Google um, that I was trying to talk with um, and I hadn't used LinkedIn in a while, in a while prior to this because it was so small, but I had some contacts at Google that wanted to talk through the chat feature and it was so small um, that I ended up migrating over to my computer and blowing it up with the Control Plus feature so that I could use it. So for me, um, you already mentioned a feature that I would love, dark mode, that would be awesome, but also um, dynamic type. Obeying the dynamic type, at least in the messages area, would be immensely helpful uh, to make it you know easier for me to communicate with people. Um, and then of course, you know, restructuring the page when dynamic type is turned on so that things don't fall off and things don't get smushed and, and things like that. So, you know, kind of using smart layout to, uh, to, to readjust, uh, to accommodate for the larger text that, that for me so, would be hugely helpful. So, so Byron, it's Byron, correct? Mm -hmm. 
so Byron, uh, we uh, we actually do have a dynamic type. So I'm wondering if if uh, if you've had a chance. Uh, well, it, it sounds like you haven't had a chance to try. But we we support dynamic type right now on the iOS app. Oh, so I'd see. love it if you would take a peek at that. Yeah, um, I've, I've been using it for um, I've been using it for the last couple of weeks, um, just recently, and so I'm I'm looking at my messages right now, and and it's still small. But uh, here's the thing: dynamic type actually has um, upper limits that you can set, and it looks like to right. me like you have an upper limit set. So it is yes. probably larger than it's probably larger than. Um, you know the default app but it's it's like it's like facebook they do the same thing they give you a little bit with dynamic type but they cut you off at a certain point i hear you so it's not it's not large and like so it's 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 large but it's not large enough necessarily to to meet your needs if you go into um so like if you go into settings and then you go to accessibility and there's a section called larger text in accessibility not not just display and zoom but there's another one hidden in accessibility and if you turn that one on too, you can make your font size even bigger than the original default, which is pretty big, but but you can make it even bigger. So then if you okay. go look at iMessage or um, your contacts or anything, that's the kind of font size that I'm looking for. If you go into gotcha. your contacts, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else about like to Dan's question in terms of the experience itself? So it sounds like you typically go in and you uh, you do you message you do some messaging. Um, is it, is there anything else that would make the experience more ideal for you um, other, outside of uh, the uh, increasing the magn uh, the magnification capability? Um, you know the, um, the now's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good question. I mean, the layout of the app itself, as far as visuals, um, you know, I'm just sort of looking at it right now. It, the, the layout's pretty, pretty good. Um, I, I don't really see a lot of uh, you know stuff in here that you know that's that's difficult or that's you know like uh, overly complex. You guys have done a pretty good job of keeping the feed simple and stuff like that. Um, it's just that it's too small and it's too bright. And that, that, that to me is like the two reasons why I have a hard time using both LinkedIn and Facebook. I got you. Hey, thanks, Byron. Greg, do we Thank have you. any other yes, uh, folks? We who... actually have seven uh, raised hands uh -oh. right now as I count them. So Careful uh, what you ask for, Dan. <laughs> okay. I have a uh, Priyatham. Um, and uh, pre. Um, Priyatham, you can talk, um, you can unmute and, uh, you can go ahead. Hey, Priya yeah. Hey, Priyatham. Uh, and again, Hi. if you could, uh, if you could, again, if you could just let us know, uh, if you are a current LinkedIn user and what, um, assistive technology, if any, do you use? Of course. Um, hi, my name is Pritam. I'm originally from India. I'm currently in the U S but I'm usually based out of Mumbai, India. Um, and. Yeah, so I use um, I use an iPhone. I use the iOS app and I use VoiceOver primarily. I don't use LinkedIn on the web. Uh, very rarely, maybe on my work laptop I might, but that's super rare. Um, sure. So to answer Dan's question, um, I use LinkedIn a couple times a week, and you know I'm I'm a few years out of business school in a stable job. Um, so I'm not really job hunting. So I use LinkedIn mostly for um, just finding out what's going on with my network. 
So I, I come into the app uh, and then I check the, the badges either on the My Network or the Notifications tab. Um, if there are any badges, obviously I'll go to them first. Otherwise, I just um, go to the feed, maybe look around at um, what people are posting, things like that. Maybe go into uh, My Network, see if um, any of the suggested connections um, you know, interest me and I can connect with them. Um, yeah, that, that's primarily how I use LinkedIn. Although I did have a couple of comments, um, so I'm, I'm wondering if I should ask them now or um, we can come yeah, back. Yeah, let's those. say you, 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 you're with us now. I think there's a lot of people who want to talk, so let's let's make sure uh, let's sure. make sure you get your comments. Great, thank you. So um, I'm kind of echoing what David said earlier in terms of navigating the feed. I think I completely relate to that. That's a concern I have. Uh, but what I was wondering was, um, you know, like other social networks, um, you know, they have just one element for each post, right? So the, the profile, the name of the person posting, the post itself, who reacted to it, and then options for us to react. Typically, that's just like one element. And then you double tap on it, and then it becomes multiple elements where you can interact with each element. But with LinkedIn on the feed itself, they're all multiple elements. So for example, um, you know, Jenison posted something and then there would be the link that he posted. And then there would be say 10 reactions and then there would be options to react or comment or share, right? What if right. we could have all of them um, as one element and then you could just swipe up and down on iOS actions um, to get things done so that, you know, I can move through the feed a lot quicker. Absolutely. I know our, our feed used to be, a, used to have a lot more swipes than it does now. And I know we did do one thing to cut down on, on the swiping uh, by collapsing the actions and such into one place for, for voiceover users. So you can swipe up to get the actions menu and then you, you get stuff from there. But I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, one of the things, of course, you know, uh, and I don't know all the innards of, 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 of the technical pieces, like I'm not looking at the code every day, but sometimes we're in a situation where we have things set up in a certain way that, you know, if we're going to make a certain type of change, it's easy enough. But if we're going to make another, it's, it's a whole re-architecture of things. Now I'm not say, I'm not suggesting that that's always the case, but that's one of the things that ends up going into our decision making in terms of what what we can do. And so what we always try and do is we say, well, what what can we do now? What can we do right now to make the experience better? Uh, so like I said, what we did do is move all the actions uh, into a menu, and then you swipe up to react to a post. Like I said, yeah. I, I remember clearly that that used to be all separate things, but definitely hear you. And um, next time, um, you know, when we have the opportunity to do more re-architecting, uh, we will definitely take a look at that. Because I, I know what you're talking about. Because uh, I use, shockingly, even though I'm at LinkedIn, I, I do peek in on other social uh, networks. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, right. And I have shown that to some colleagues as well. Did you have anything, any other comments? Yeah, really quickly. So just yes. a more... Uh, uh, Philosophical wouldn't be the right word, but anyway, um, say I'm currently not looking for a job, but if I was, 
then disclosing my disability becomes um you know something i should really think about so has your team put in any thought about um how candidates can disclose their disabilities when they're applying through linkedin it is absolutely a conversation that's been had um your point though is also well taken in terms of uh because disclosing one's disability is, is it it it's a personal thing, right? Like you and I, exactly. you know, um, and for, for some people, they're more comfortable doing it for others. They don't want to. Um, exactly. We want to make sure, however we do this, we want to make sure that the disclosing of a member's disability is first of all, only viewable to people who it should be viewable, if you know what I mean. So if it's re like recruiters or whatnot, I, I, a lot of things go into play in that. So yes, the conversation's happening, but we're still we're still trying to figure out, you know, how do we surface that information? Who should see it? Um, all of that kind of stuff. Because I don't need to tell you that disclosing one's disability can work for you if there's a company out there who's proactively open to. Uh, uh, interviewing or, or speaking to candidates who may happen to have a disability or impairment, but it could potentially exclude you for those companies who may not be ready yet to hire someone with a disability or impairment. So we want to make sure that whatever we do in that area that we think through very carefully um, and look at it from multiple perspectives, not only from the beneficiary potentially, uh, the, the person with the disability or impairment who wants to self-identify, but also from the perspective of who the recipients are and all of that kind of stuff. So yes, uh, the short answer to your question is yes. Uh, we are, like I said, we are still uh, on that journey to figure out how to best implement something like that. Great. Jenison, I just want you to yep. know that uh, Kumaresh Kumaresh yep. is yep. a panelist now. So. Oh, wonderful. Hey, Kumaresh, um, before we continue, I would love it if you would just take 30 seconds to introduce yourself to the American Council of the Blind audience, uh, both online and on ACB radio. Awesome. Thanks, Jenison. My name is Kumaresh Patabiraman. I've been at LinkedIn for about seven and a half years now. And um, it's an honor to be a part of this, this group. Thank you for joining us. Um, I recently took over uh, from a, a, a previous team member as the head of accessibility product. So uh, as a product manager, I work closely with Jenison, Jeff, and others on the Accessin team. Uh, to help make our LinkedIn products accessible. And your inputs are incredibly valuable towards that. So I look forward Thank to you. up on, on your inputs. That's great. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, trust me, I'm learning from Kumarash in terms of looking at accessibility from a product manager's perspective. So just so everyone knows, we've got folks representing our product side. We've got Jeff in design. We've got a number of uh, engineers and user research folks. And they're not just here on this phone call. I, I, trust me, we we are continuously working together cross-functionally around accessibility from our different perspectives. Let's uh, let's see if we can get uh, get some more. Um, did have other people have their hands up for dance questions? Yes. Maybe yes. we'll take maybe we'll take one more and then we'll we'll keep going. Okay, um, Tabitha. Ah, Tabitha. Tabitha. I'm going to. 
you can talk now, Tabitha. Um, you're up next. So, Tabitha, and again, if you could tell us uh, uh, if you are currently a LinkedIn member and also what assistive or adaptive technology you currently use. Yes, I am a LinkedIn member and I'm looking for a job. So if you're hiring, let me know. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm partially sighted and I'm still in that place of wanting to, you know, cling to every last bit that I have. Yeah. Um, so I use, um, a, a Mac computer and I just use the, the web version of LinkedIn and I just use the built-in, um, you know, ability to, to zoom the screen and I also gotcha. reverse the contrast so that I'm seeing, you know, white print on the black background. And, um, so to answer, I'm, Thank you guys. Thank you all for being here and having this conversation. Um, I really appreciate that because I often feel <laughs> overlooked or neglected by the internet. So thank you. Um, and I think my, I don't, I've been sitting here trying to figure out how to say this accurately. I, I think streamlining somehow, I often feel no matter what I'm trying to do on LinkedIn, if I'm um, you know, trying to expand my network and, and search for people or, or groups, or if I'm doing messages or looking at notifications, I, I often feel that there's just a lot on the screen and I often get lost and have to kind of make it back to sort of normal size and reorient myself and look at what column am I looking at, where am I, and then go back in so that I can look at it. And you know, and I have no suggestions. I am not a designer, so I don't know. No, 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 no. Um, this is good. What a solution is, but I, I do sort of feel like I get whenever I've been frustrated, it's because I get I don't know where I am anymore. Um, and then my probably my other sort of I hate to use the word complaint, but this is one thing about the internet in general that drives me nuts, is um, the, the 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 move to sort of this pale gray font that you know i'm i just can't see it's not enough contrast and it ends up being broken and i think it, in some of the you know search results when you're looking for people their um you know job title and the company they work for will be in that pale gray font and so i'm just you know squinting and trying to figure out what you know is this person in a position do i want to contact them and so if that contrast was just a little bit more clear that would change my life <laughs> perfect hey thanks tabitha you're welcome anytime all right why don't we take let's see because i know you said there were a lot of hands up let's take one more and i do want to then uh switch over briefly if we can to linkedin learning so if there's anyone who uses actually, linkedin learning actually i just uh lowered all hands and okay. um just so you know, it's it's approaching 10 to the yeah. hour. So yeah, yeah, I see that. It's great that we're getting so much conversation. We might yes, have to is. come back. We might we might have to come back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, let's um it does if anyone uses LinkedIn learning um right now, um, and if you have any feedback, I'd love to get that because Kevin's Kevin's on the line. Uh, and I know Kevin is very um passionate about wanting to make sure our learning is, is as accessible as it can be. So any specific questions on LinkedIn learning before we go back to more general chat?
Not that I'm seeing. Okay. Well, just so you all know, I mean, there is, everyone always knows LinkedIn as LinkedIn, the, the, the website or the app, but we actually have a lot of pieces to LinkedIn. We have uh, link, uh, we have LinkedIn Learning, and then we have a bunch of uh, a number of what are called enterprise apps, which are used at, by companies: Recruiter, uh, Sales Navigator, our, our Campaign Manager, and other things. And, and uh, commitment and 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 interest to making those uh, experiences accessible is as passionate as it is for the rest of. Uh, LinkedIn as well. So I just wanted to make that mention. Um, so if we don't have any specific questions uh, from LinkedIn Learning or people who use LinkedIn Learning, uh, maybe let's see. Let's let's continue taking some. Uh, like as I know, people have people were raising their hands. So let's get let's just get people to raise their hands and let's just take some more que uh, questions or comments. How's that? Yep, uh, I have another uh, Abraham. Okay. Uh, here, um, and uh, so Ab Abraham S, you may uh, talk now, please. Hey, Abraham. Hey, this is the same hey. Abraham as before. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. so I. Um, um, why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we yeah. see if we can get one more? Uh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Okay, Zoom is fun when it Yes, cooperates. Ibrahim. Okay. Yep, okay. Ibrahim. Ibrahim, you can, you can now talk, please. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you perfectly. Ibrahim, are you currently a LinkedIn member? I am, and I'm using the LinkedIn mobile app with uh, VoiceOver mostly. And, Great, tell, tell uh, us, tell us. Had a couple of comments uh, about the home area. Once I usually get in there, I okay. usually use it mostly to contact with people. But I'm noticing uh, people post a lot of articles that I like. So when I don't have the time to read them all, I save them. And I'm noticing for some reason uh, with this and with other parts of LinkedIn, whatever I save an article or like unfollow a topic or something like that. Uh, it would say successful, you've done so-and-so action, but then it won't let me uh, go back to like the rest of the app. It'll be like stuck in that kind of hmm. uh, success now uh, pop-up window, if you will. And I think then, I know exactly what you're talking about. Have you tried, um, <laughs> when you get that success message, yeah. have, you, have you tried double tapping on it to dismiss it? I have, and it, it just keeps either it um, makes me to do the action again, or it unsaves it or discards it. Doesn't let me just get out of it. Huh. Okay, because I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but at least in my experience, when I've double tapped on it, it does go away. Um, but it's yeah. not happening on your on your side. Is that something recent, or has it always been like? Since you've, I, since you've remembered, have you always had that problem or is it more? Um, I think it's become more prevalent since I've been uh, saving a lot more articles recently and uh, posting some things, uh, you know, so. But I, I, if I remember correctly from like last year, a year ago, it was still doing that with articles I might be saving or, for example, there's an advertising company that's uh, posting things because I'm using the um, free account. And yep. um, I want to unfollow them or whatever. So I unfollowed them, and it also said successfully unfollowed 
sounds to a company. And then of course, uh, the only way to get out of that is to close up entirely and then come oh, back boy. into it. I was going to ask you, how are you, how are you resolving that? So you're literally closing yeah. down LinkedIn and yeah. coming back in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I we will take, yeah. Go I ahead. had one other comment, if that's okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm also noticing you guys did a great job with the um, voice messaging feature that's in LinkedIn messages. I love that. It's a lot. And I'm wondering if down the road, if, if there is any way to add like a voice search to uh, the general search of LinkedIn, like ah. you have on YouTube or uh, Google or some of these other places where you can just use your voice to search. Well, I will, I will, I will make sure, uh, uh, Kumarash and Dan, if you want to take note of that as a, uh, as a feature request, um, something around a voice, voice searching, uh, kind of t taking a riff off of the voice messaging feature, which you say you enjoy. I really do enjoy it. It's awesome sometimes when I don't want to type a very long message. I use that. So it's been very helpful. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, thanks, Ibrahim. Thank you. Okay, and we have uh, no more hands up at this point, and we do no have more about hands up? five more minutes. Yeah, why don't I um, why don't I turn to Nicole? Nicole is a user researcher, um, so I was always thinking about our members. I I'm just. Uh, Curious, Nicole, if you had any thoughts or any questions you wanted to throw out to the audience. Oh, sure. I always have questions for members. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thanks for giving me this opportunity. So sure. as I mentioned earlier, I um, oversee the research for the careers portion of LinkedIn. So for our members looking for new opportunities and new jobs. Um, and I'm just curious to get a, a sense from our listeners their thoughts on the transition now due to the pandemic, you know, now there's a lot more um, calls to do interviews or videos to do interviews. I'm just curious if there's any suggestions or anything that um, our audience has ideas on how LinkedIn could help um, make this an easier process for you guys um, mm. or any thoughts on how everything is becoming more audio visual um, video um, in. Right. Thanks for the pandemic. Absolutely. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Uh, interviewing in these days of pandemic or looking for work uh, in pandemic times? Any hands up? We don't have any hands up right Ooh. now, but um, if you would like to raise your hand again in the last couple of minutes here, it is Alt-Y on the PC, Options-Y on the Mac, or Star 9 if you're calling in on um, a landline, so, um, or on the app, it's on the lower left-hand corner of the Great. phone. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely leave that question out there because I think it's, it's obviously very important um, if people are lo looking for jobs. I mean, as someone who's blind, I mean, it comes down to something practical as, is my camera on? Like, oh. is my camera pointing at the ceiling and not at me if I'm talking to a recruiter? We do have um, one hand, oh. uh, Tabitha. Oh, yeah, um, Tabitha. So, Tabitha, you can go ahead and um, and you can talk and you may have to unmute again. I'm sorry, Tabitha. Yes, I think I did. Um, yeah, so I think uh, I, I wish I knew what to say about interviews, but I, I'm not really getting any. Um, so I think what I'm most interested in is 
if you guys have any insight as to how the pandemic has changed hiring, you know, like how should we as job hunters adjust our approach? Um, I know this is, baffles me. In the last two or three weeks, I have seen four jobs I applied for re-advertised. And I that just blew my mind. You know, there's so many people unemployed. I don't know how it can be that hard to find somebody. So I'm just interested in what we as job seekers ought to be doing to to adjust to whatever the the hiring people are doing in the hmm. new weird pandemic craziness. I don't know, Nicole, if you wanted to take that or if anyone else had some thoughts on that particular topic. I'm not close enough to that uh, world to, to make an intelligent comment. I can give some feedback. I mean, I think we are talking to a lot of job seekers, you know, every day trying to help all of us through this pandemic understand. And really LinkedIn is trying to understand how we can help both sides. How do we help recruiters figure this out, companies figure this out, as well as all of the people now looking for jobs. Um, I can say that there are trying to find more ways. Companies are kind of in the same situation you are, where they're kind of still struggling to figure out how do we do this? You know, it used to be a very, a process that was, you know, done the same way for years. And now everyone has to kind of rejuggle and rethink how this works, including recruiters. Um, when you see them post and then take the posts off and come back and whatnot, there's also some companies that are just, you know, unsure if they're going to be hiring or they're thinking they're going to be hiring soon. So um, it's, it's hard as a job seeker, but don't take that personally. It's just the companies are also trying to figure this out. I do know that um, there are more calls, you know, interviews happening over the phone and over the video. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind when you do get that call um, to do that next step in the process, that those are often things that the recruiters are looking to do um, instead of making you come into the office. Um, so I don't have any tips on things to change. Just know that, or, you know, in order to change your process, just expect that you might get more calls um, and have them talk to you about, you know, your culture fit, what you're looking for in the company, why that company and things of that nature. Um, and it could actually even be a video request of you. They might give you a question um, and they might ask you to record yourself. Um, so it's a different way of interviewing that we're starting to see a little bit. So that's why I threw that question out there. Is yeah, thanks. Expect thanks. Uh, seen that or not. Thanks, Nicole. I, I know we're at the end. Um, if, if I, I, I'm not sure, Donna, did you have one last thing you want to sneak in real quick? I no? do, if I may. Okay, go. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. okay. Very, very um, quick, very quick. Yeah, really, really quick. Thank you all so much for this incredibly valuable feedback. It's been um, uh, so helpful for us to hear directly from you. I just wanted to reinforce, um, Jenison talked about the uh, Disability Answer Desk that you can access at linkedin.com slash accessibility. Um, we conduct research at LinkedIn um, all the time with all of our members. We'd love to hear more from you. Uh, in addition to providing feedback or any questions that you have at, uh, through the Disability Answer Desk, if you would be interested in participating in research with us, it's all done remotely. Um, if you could uh, indicate that when you submit a question or um, an issue that you're having, we'll be sure to um, we'll be sure to add you and be in contact. Thanks so much. Great. And I and I want to just thank. Um, Cindy and Eric, who, who invited us to, uh, to, to join all of you, 
um, and to speak. I can't believe the time went by so quickly. So we're definitely going to have to come back uh, in, in, you know, six months from now or something and, and, and just uh, answer more questions. Um, thank you again. Come back anytime. We'd love to have you back for sure. Thank you. And, and thank, thank you. Thank you, LinkedIn, for presenting to us. Thank you so much. Have yourselves a great evening.